to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. It's not college basketball. It's Clarence. Let's get ready to rock. You heard the record scratch. It's time to cast. It is just another Friday night. I am one of your two hosts, CM Chuck. Alongside me, as always, the unbreakable one, Adam and Tim Adam. Adam. Hey, hey, good evening, Friday Nighters. That's right. That's right. Double A and CM are back. We've got uh, some of the letters of the alphabet covered, not all of them, <laughs> just a few, though. Um, Adam and Tim Adam, adrenalize me. What happened this week? Tell me a little bit about our social media interactions, anything exciting, anyone exciting. There always is, it seems like, every time. Okay, so, yeah, first off, I want to thank our usual uh, followers. Uh, thank you guys so much. I want to be sure to thank you guys first. You Absolutely. guys are the ones that stick with us more than anyone else. So Absolutely, you. yeah. Um, you know, the Friday Night Faithful are what makes this all possible. Yeah. We greatly appreciate you uh, wherever you happen mm-hmm. to be listening and wherever in the world you happen to be listening. Yeah. If you're in France, Germany, Japan, and, of course, the good old U.S. of A., <laughs> uh, I mean, that's amazing and incredible. We love knowing that there's people uh, everywhere listening. You know what I mean? Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook, yeah. Instagram. Where are you listening from? Uh, you know, give us a little roll call. Tell us mm-hmm. your hometown and tell us a little bit about yourself. We'd love to know some more. Yeah, we, we've got a to chat up with some people this time some people have been leaving us comments so we've been able to chat up so yeah absolutely been, absolutely you know we're always you know hit us up like you said we're always into uh into it you know super so. kick ass man okay but you got a you got a list here i can see in front of you so let's hear it yeah so our last episode it was um our wrestling cons and yes. you know we've been posting up if you've been seeing everything we've been posting up our our meetings and greets correct, uh, correct. we got likes from jeff cobb uh, that was that was super cool. Matanza, Matanza. yes. Uh, Brian Cage, Oof, uh, that was beast. cool. Twisted Sister, <laughs> that yeah. was pretty damn cool. And D. Snyder yeah. and the gang, <laughs> awesome man. Yeah, we got Walter Giovanni. He's the artist for Red Sonia and Vampirella. Oh man, yeah, so, that guy can draw a hot chick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one's for you, uh, CM Whataburger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Whataburger Man, if you're in Texas, and I believe in Oklahoma, um, Whataburger Man, that's where it's at right there. in and out Burger. Hey, guys, sorry, man. There's only one king in Texas. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, we got Joey Ryan. He liked our picks, too. Yes, Thank you, Joey. The king of dong style. King of dong. Uh, <laughs> Rosemary, a veteran women's wrestler who is on Impact right now. You can watch her on Tuesdays. Excellent. Thanks, Rosemary. Scott Norton, the former New Japan champion, one of the very few Americans to have actually won that prestigious title. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Yes. Uh, Barbie Hayden, a longtime veteran uh, women's uh, NWA women's champ. So that was very cool. Uh, Sean McKeever, uh, he's a writer for Marvel. He's done some really good stuff. Uh, he did those mystique, uh, those very, uh, nice mystique covers. He's the okay. writer of those. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. I love, you know, mm-hmm. uh, comic book alums liking mm-hmm. is always really, uh, awesome to me. Yeah. Davy Boy Smith Jr. Davy mm-hmm. Boy, the British Bulldog son. Thank you. Yes. Davey. Had the pleasure of, uh, kind of meeting him briefly oh. and shaking his hand one time at an ROH show. Uh, he was kind of poking out from behind the curtain watching. And then, uh, of course, I was with uh, with uh, Alberto Lavares, you know, uh, <laughs> three at tw- uh, on Twitter. And he uh, 
took advantage of that moment to nice. do a little quick impromptu meet and greet. <laughs> uh, Bob Layden, the the artist who's best known for doing Iron Man. Thanks, Bob. Yes. Uh, Katie Forbes, RBD's wife and a big superstar in her own right. Smoking hot. Uh, this was uh, one I was really proud of, Sexy Star. She liked the pic that we posted. Thank you, Sexy Star. We were huge fans of yours and yeah. Lucha Underground. She tears it up. Tears yeah. it up. Uh, a Bullet Club member. Tonga Loa. Ooh. Man, that was awesome. Like, we just about jumped out of our sheets on that Very one. cool, <laughs> man. Tonga Loa, one half of the Gorillas of Gorillas. Destiny, and, uh, you know, who also turned me around and looked at the back of my shirt, make sure it was real. Very cool guy, <laughs> man. Very cool guy. Uh, Kurt Engel, the Olympic gold medalist. Wow, he man. He loved uh, one of our tweets, so thank yeah, you, Kurt. You don't suck, Kurt. Nope, yeah. don't, sir. Uh, Greg Peck, the writer for Hulk, uh, one of the best stories, Planet yes. Hulk. So check that out if you get a chance. Awesome. Uh, another kind of Lucha Underground uh, guy, Willie Mack. Yes, Willie uh, Mack, yeah. man. <clears throat> kind of an unconventional body style, but the man can move, oh, man. He's good. What he's a good. great guy. He's on Impact, too, so if you want to see him, uh, check him out there. And uh, Nigel McGinnis. That was a big one for me. Yes. I was really happy with that one. Thank you, Nigel. You'll always be one of my top five wrestlers. So awesome, thank you. man. We love Nigel McGinnis. And again, the mystery autograph I talked about on last episode. Of course, who I should have known to come right here to my <laughs> my partner, my co-host, the, the man himself, uh, Adamantium Adam, solved the mystery we believe with his TNA name was Desmond Wolf. Desmond Wolf. And that's, if you look at it, it's, you know, written, you know, kind of a little bit smaller, but I think that is exactly what yeah. it says. He even yeah. found an autograph where he showed me and it looks very, very similar. Yeah. But uh, awesome, man. Always love to hear that. Um, we're going to do a quick bit of news right up front because we want to uh, you know, get right into today's episode. Um, but quick news. Um, number one, you're going to guys notice that we had a little two minute episode pop out, right? Okay. You're going to see, you're going to have seen that earlier in the week on Wednesday that came out. And what that is, is that there's a contest going on through a company called Rode, R-O-D-E. They are a microphone company for podcast microphones and things like that. And to enter their uh, contest, you've got to do a two-minute podcast, which is what we did, put it up on Anchor. So obviously you'll see it in our feed. If you follow us or subscribe, it's going to have come out to you on Wednesday. And um, we're getting more information and more details on it right now. Um, as soon as we do, it's got to get approved. When we do, we're, there's going to be a link. We're going to need you guys to go to that, vote for us, go on social media, find them, you know, tweet them, Instagram them, whatever it is. And we're going to really hammer it home. We're me and double A are getting ready to go live on Facebook and Instagram for this because the big grand prize is some really awesome podcasting equipment yeah. um, and yeah. that's going to help us to create a better more quality show for you the friday night faithful you the friday nighters and we definitely want to be able to do that and you mm -hmm. know what i mean get a more professional setup get yeah. more you know better equipment so um that's what that is we're hoping that our entry did enough um but we know that really it's going to ultimately lie on the shoulders mm -hmm. of you guys the friday night faithful to you know vote us up tell them how great it is um we know that you think so already and we think so too so yeah. um, that's what that's all about um additionally on that we did a little bit of quick news but we want to get that in case anyone skipped the mini episode um one of the things that's really cool that happened this week is that we did hear about the Zack snyder cut of yeah. justice league coming out yeah where do you stand on that double a you know what i'm I'm not really excited about it. I could care less. Uh, Justice League was fine. <clears throat> I um, I think the villain sucked, but uh, I, mean, I don't know how much more the Snyder Cut's going to do. I mean, I've never really been hyped for it or not, so 
Wow. Okay. I did not know this. Yeah. We did not get to get into this on our two minute episode. I don't want to open a can of worms. We may need to save this for later. Mm-hmm. Maybe we save this conversation for when we yeah. see it, yeah. but we got to wait all the way to 2021. Yeah. So on HBO max, on HBO max, <laughs> which is cool. Hey, yeah. all right. I appreciate yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, one or the two of us is going to be a subscriber at that time. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely check that out. You know what? As Kramer once said on Seinfeld, we're the premiere. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. I feel the opposite of you. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. I, I did not. Okay did not hate Justice League, though, like everyone no, else. No. I thought it was just fine. To me, that Superman versus the rest of the League scene is fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah. So um, there's nothing like hearing, yeah. you know, uh, Gal Gadot as uh, Wonder Woman say Kal-El over and over again. I'm like, wow, that's fucking cool. I'm you know, see, my thing just why they just don't like his abilities. Uh, yeah, no, I, he I'm, was terrible. That well, was... <laughs> just, not just Steppenwolf, but, you know, I mean, um, Jesse Eisenberg, I never was a big fan of him as Luther. So I mm-hmm. think that's the only thing that really throws me off. I like yeah. the heroes. Uh, oh, yeah. I like the hero scenes. They're fine. They're all good. I like the picks. So. You okay with the Ezra Miller flash? Yeah. A lot of people didn't yeah. like you know, yeah. I mean, it's fine. Uh, they it. made him like Spider-Man. That's the only thing I didn't like, you know? Yeah. That's kind of what they went for. I just, you know, I've heard it before again and again that they just feel like they harp too much on trying to be like Marvel. And it's like yeah. they would have just tried yeah. to be their own Wouldn't thing. Wouldn't it help that it was Joss Whedon, too? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Who do you <laughs> get when Snyder has to go family emergency, whatever yeah. it was, and you, you get the, the, the Avengers guy to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, so. Um, uh, a tale for another episode. Yeah, another episode. Um, and the other really just quick sad news that we kind of want to get into um, real quick is that uh, former WWE superstar and, and pro wrestler mm-hmm. on the Indies, Shad Gaspar of, of Crime Time fame, yeah. him and JTG, uh, very well-known team in their era when they kind of debuted, I think, in the early 2000s. Yeah, it's a good team. But it's just, you know, WWE doesn't really focus on teams. So it was a short-lived team. And, yeah. But yeah. that's probably why a lot of people probably wouldn't recognize the name too much so right i mentioned them uh in, in our in our mini episode in the bonus episode about their vignettes you can find them on youtube if you yeah. go watch them crime time it's yeah. like they did like a series like five or six mm-hmm. before the weeks mm-hmm. this is a thing that WWE doesn't really do that much anymore but when no. they did it was You're super right. excellent and these are some of the funniest i've ever seen i, yeah. I watched them in shad's memory um you know i heard he died trying to save his son but um, you did yeah, yeah he did. And, and he yeah. saved him in, in in marina del rey which i know is yeah. out where steve austin lives so out there in california okay so really tragic uh our prayers and our thoughts go out to his family um friday night faithful we hope that you'll do the same um moving on though let's get right into it uh we got a lot of show a lot here to unpack so today's episode we're calling it save the last dance Mm -hmm. because that's what we've done uh by now it's been a week um sunday was episodes nine and ten of the mega popular save the uh uh, mega popular the last dance Mm -hmm. um Documentary on ESPN, documenting the, the 1998 Bulls. Well, the career of Michael Jordan and the Bulls only. Right. Okay, so you're just only documenting his career with the Bulls. Correct. So Correct. just to make that clear. Yeah, there's no Washington Wizards no. stuff in there. No, and, nothing um, post-Bulls. Yeah, in fact, yeah. And see, I was, I'd was i heard different things. I don't know. What did you hear? See, I had heard at first Michael Jordan documentary, but then I see that the focus was kind of more on the, that team in those years. You, got, you kind of have to. I mean, it is about Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but half of it's the team. I mean, I, you can't really focus a whole doc on just Michael Jordan. For sure. You got to I mean, do the yeah. chemistry, yeah. how they felt. You know, I mean, obviously, Scottie Pippen was a huge part. Phil Jackson was a huge part. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you got to fill out the teams. I, I mean, mean, let's be honest. There's not a big Luke Longley segment in there. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I read to him that he – completely just didn't want to do that 
Doc. Really? Yeah, they said he's a real quiet dude, and okay. he lives, like they say, in the farm in the middle of somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of players that didn't want to be a part of his doc. So. Yeah. Okay, I want you to get into that a little bit more with us. Yeah. Um, but first off, uh, wait, I don't think we're going to go episode by episode. No, we're no, gonna, no, no, We're going we're gonna to try no. to talk about it, you know, as we saw it. So um, a few things that I kind of thought about. Uh, number one, I mean, first of all, guys, spoiler alert. If you didn't watch The Last Dance on ESPN yet, it's 10 parts. It's mm-hmm. about an, uh, an, hour, an, hour an hour episode yeah. each, mm-hmm. a little bit less because of commercials. Yeah. yeah. Um, please go watch it. Turn this off now yeah. if you haven't seen it because – it's amazing, and we're going to spoil the shit out of it. We're telling you right now. We're going to talk about everything that we thought that was you know, cool and not cool, things that were said, not said, or whatever. Um, but, um, okay, so one of the things that I really – that really stuck out to me that seemed like a central theme they kind of came back to again and again is MJ was kind of a dick. You know yeah, what I mean? They yeah. just said, you know, basically multiple yeah. times, was he a nice guy? They interview other guys. Mm-hmm. Was he kind of a bully? Yes. Now, number one, double A, I'm going to tell you right now. If there's something in this world that I do not fucking like, it is a bully. I don't mm-hmm. like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel as though in this context almost, number one, these are not, you know, schoolyard nerds. No. The, these are professional athletes. Professional athletes. You know what I mean? And who We don't know. In their own right, they may have been. I feel as though if you're at that level, you need to have a little bit thicker skin. Yeah. Look, I mean, um, we're, we live in a generation now that, what he did is considered un- uh, inappropriate, uh, just awful, not called for. You know what? No, that's a different time. Um, <laughs> you got to motivate the other guys. This is a guy who was driven to win at all costs, okay? And he just wanted his guys to be there when he needed them. That's all he right. was doing. Absolutely. You hear a guy saying, hey, you better make this free throw. You better make this free throw. Hey, you know what? This is Michael Jordan, and you don't want to let him down. After a while, you start feeling like, man, you know what? I want this guy to trust me. I want him to know that when it comes down to the clock, I want him to know that he can pass it to me, and I'm going to sink that shot. That's when it gets down to it, okay? He wasn't bashing. He's not bashing. He's trying to motivate these guys to be the best team there is, Mm -hmm. okay? And for the 90s, hey, they work. Yeah, and again, like you said, like Double A says here, that was a different time. Yeah. And, and not only that, but I agree wholeheartedly. Again, as a guy that is not a fan of fucking bullies, mm-hmm. but again, if if I'm choosing to lace up a pair of sneakers and to put on a jersey, and I'm on that, and I'm playing at that level, you're in the pros, man. This is this is yeah. the top of the top, the best in the world. Yeah. Look, that seventy-two and ten team is going to go down in history. It's probably the best basketball team ever. You want your name right there on that list, oh, yeah. Jordan. Okay. Yeah. So if he said, "Hey, man, you know you gotta, you know, man up, you know, grow right. some balls, make some, hey, you know what, to be a part of that legacy, to be forever enshrined, that you won seventy two games when it had not been done, yeah, go yeah, hey, man, motivate me, you absolutely." Know? And after a while. I don't want you to motivate me. I need to prove it to myself after a while. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Now, you know, like I said, and if you're a grown man and you have another grown man calling you a hoe, I mean, yeah. at least that man is Michael Jordan, the greatest of all yeah. time or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and again, now on the other side, we're not in those guys' shoes. So, hey, we don't necessarily know how that felt. But again, obviously he did not only elevate them, but elevated himself. Yeah. I mean, what is that yeah. we always say about MJ? He took guys that were not maybe – Superstars in their own right and made no. them great. Yeah, because I mean, look, after Scottie Pippen, who can he really name? I mean, Steve Kerr is not a starting mm-hmm. point guard. BJ Armstrong, I mean, who really remembers BJ? I'm sorry. Right. John Paxton, again, you know, 
um, Luke Longley, you know, Tony Kukuk is really known as a six man. Yeah. You know, a very good player, mm-hmm. but just more of a six man. I mean, Dennis Romney was a bigger known, but I mean, the dude's all he's going to give you his rebounds. I mean, so, I mean, he wasn't surrounded by Hall of Famers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like I said, we've probably named two others there, which were Rodman and Pippen. And, and again, yeah. that's it. And, you know, again, I mean, we hate to say it. I mean, Pippen was a great player, but he always was Robin to Jordan's Batman. But, I mean, but Chicago was the team of the East. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no denying it. You, if you wanted to go to the finals, you had to get through Chicago, yeah. and not many teams did. <laughs> you know, it was only when he retired that New York was finally able to go. That Orlando went. You know, yeah, so it exactly. was only after he retired. I yeah. mean, New York after. After uh, he retired, they went back in the 99, the shorting season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New York went back. So without yeah. Jordan there. You and, know? Who, and who did they lose to? The Spurs. There we go. The almighty San Antonio Spurs. Because, of course, guys, we're here talking about this wonderful documentary. And, again, it is wonderfully, masterfully yeah. done. Yeah. A non-sports fan can watch it and yeah. enjoy it. It's got yeah. a great soundtrack. It sets the tone for the 90s. And it's telling you a story. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching the Rodman episodes. Okay. Um, and uh, my sister just happened to walk in and started catching a little bit of it. And she's like, what are you watching? And I was like, oh, this is this big documentary people have been waiting for. And, you know, I'd said it when I watched the first two episodes. I said, man, I didn't realize how much I miss sports until I started watching it. And I was like, damn, this is good. Yeah, I was is. so yeah. glad they did two episodes at a time. Yeah. Um, but she got sucked in and she watched those two episodes on that night with me and she plans to go back and watch the rest. But, um, you know, uh, it's just, like you said, it's, it's a story and it's, it's got, you know, drama, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Lots. So from the beginning, yeah. we hear about the general manager, uh, yeah, Jerry, Krause. Jerry Krause. Yes. And, you know, he, I mean, my thought, one of my, and I have this in my notes here, one of my kind of continuing other themes of the thing was, why do you have this team that's winning and winning and winning and winning? And there's all this talk about them breaking up. Yeah. It's like, what? I mean, you, you've you got the formula well, for winning. See, right? Yeah, CM, I mean, what got me was that how he would just like point blanks at the beginning of the season, Phil Jackson is not coming back. It's like, uh, what? Yeah. yeah. No, like, right. Um, why are you going to get rid of the coaches winning your games and handling all these personalities? Exactly. You, you know, it makes you wonder, like, what the hell did he do wrong? Why did he want to rebuild? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand. It's it's mind-boggling. Yeah, no, seriously. And that was what made me wonder. And I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, you like it. You like a team where your owner doesn't have too much, you know what I mean, yeah. involvement, yeah. and you trust your GM. But at the time like this, I mean, it's like you hear them talking to the other assistant mm-hmm. coaches. You hear them talking to guys that were trainers, and they just said, hey, man, you know, uh, Kraus was over here looking at who coach. He's yeah. looking at these guys. He loved this guy. You know, he loved Dan Marley. And it's like, it's like dude, you've got it all right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and don't understand. I, I don't get it, you know what I mean, either. And one of the things that you kind of see is, like, they also come back to this theme is that, like, when Jordan felt slighted, <laughs> oh, yeah, he retaliated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He used that to motivate him. Yes. I mean, you know, again, you know, they show this Jerry Krause guy, and he's a, a short, you know, stocky, Overweight. heavyweight yeah. guy, and, and Jordan does pick on him. You know, what I mean, they show that, yeah. and they kind of show that that kind of it was infectious with the other guys, mm-hmm. and they kind of all, you know, threw that kind of, uh, you know jokes his way you know jabs at him things like that but again it's like it's hard to not you know um agree with them or whatever you know what i mean again like i said you know because the level that you're on this guy's dealing with professional athletes all the time you know what i mean and he might like friendly guys 
but maybe friendly guys aren't putting titles in your trophy no. case. You know what I mean? No, I mean, look, that was always the Spurs thing in mm-hmm. the 90s was the friendly guys, and, and they didn't get us anywhere. Exactly. exactly. Um, you know what I love seeing, though? Um, what I love, though, is showing the games from the 90s. It made me remind, it reminded me, man, it was so great when you had this superstar on this team, God. this superstar on this team. This superstar. And you know what? All of them are like, you know what? I don't want to team up with you. I want to play against you. That was like Jordan Sting. I want to play against you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to team up with Barkley. <laughs> you know, for, as him with Power Four. I don't want to team up with the Lodge one. You know, I want to beat you. I want to dunk over you. I want to beat the very best and say that I am the best. I don't want to team up with any of these guys. Yeah. That's what I miss because now everybody wants to play with each other. Exactly. Everybody wants to have that super team that's going to go down forever as the greatest, blah, blah, blah. Michael Jordan is like, no, I'm playing against you, Carmelo. No, I'm playing against you, Magic. You know, Clyde Drexler, you're not on the same level as me, Clyde. Yeah. And you he know? says stuff like that, right? Yeah. You know, there's those great moments throughout the doc where they hand him a an iPad and they tell yeah. him, this is what so-and-so yeah. said about you. And you're going to, you know, you're, you're already seeing the gifts probably uh, out there, but I mean, yeah. pretty much the guy, especially with Gary Payton. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, you know, double, so, so the go. story, so yeah. So the story is like, you know, it was them in Seattle. Uh, Seattle was a very tough Western team at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Gary Payton was a very dangerous uh, point guard, the defensive glove. offense, dangerous. <laughs> okay. So games one through three, for some reason, they didn't put Gary Payton on Jordan. Games uh, four and five, they did, and the, the Seattle Sonics won. Uh, now he says in the in a in a new interview saying that if they had put him on Jordan, maybe the outcome was different. Well, they show this to Michael Jordan. He starts <laughs> cracking up. Like I can't believe he actually said that. He got, and he pretty much tells the interviewer. I, I had no look low. He was nothing. <laughs> uh, There's something like, There's something about seeing a guy like this. You know, um, you said it best, Double A, when you said he sits there and he's got the swagger. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. got the confidence. Yeah. You know, he's smoking his cigar. He's mm-hmm. got his liquor next to him. He's in his obviously beautiful mansion. Yeah. And it's just like he he to this day. He, those feelings are there and those beliefs are there. When they talk to him about the Pistons and Isaiah Thomas, oh, he you can just see it's still in him. Like the hatred is still right, there. Right. Like he yeah. was like wants to just say, you know, fuck that guy. You know Which he mean? does. Yeah. He does. I mean, he calls <laughs> he, him an asshole. Yeah, pretty much. And he was, no, he didn't waste any time. Like he didn't mince words. Yeah. I mean, you know. Like he tries repeatedly to tell the interview, I don't want to see it. It doesn't matter what he says. Right. You know, right. like, and he was like, he'll probably say, you know, looking back. Uh, yeah, I was wrong. And then, you know, sure enough, Isaiah does say that. And, and Jordan kind of makes that face like, yeah, yeah. See, there you go. I, I was like, one of the many <laughs> shots he called throughout his career, he called that shot yeah. too, that this guy's going to, of course, regret it mm-hmm. because he missed out on being on the dream team. Uh, an amazing moment. 1992, am I yes, correct? Yes. And, uh, I mean, what have you got? Who have you got on this squad? So you, got, um, you got David and Patrick, two of the best centers at this time. You got Magic and Larry Bird, the two superstars of the 80s. You got um, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, just winners of, I think, two uh, titles at this time. Mm-hmm. You got Stockton and Malone, one of the all-time best 
you know, point guard, power forward duels of all time. Yeah, probably ever, yeah. You got Chris Mullins, the Larry Bird of the West. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy was a deadly sharpshooter deadly. in his peak uh, with Golden State. I mean, it, they're all Hall of Famers with the exception of Christian Leitner. Mm-hmm. The other 11 guys are all Hall of Famers. Yeah. And this team did go into a Hall of Fame by themselves. Exactly. The the probably greatest sports team ever oh, assembled. And then I left out Charles Barkley. Yeah, and, and of course, how <laughs> we forget the, the – probably the – Number two power forward of all time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely probably the greatest uh, just sports team oh, ever assembled. I mean, they just crushed all those teams. Yeah. And at the same time, they elevated uh, the Euro Leagues too. Because yeah. everyone says how that team inspired everyone to up their game all over the world. Yeah. So Our home team and, and our favorite sports team, the San Antonio Spurs, is made up of a collection of people, mm-hmm. or at one time in our in our heyday, made up of a collection of people from all over the place. Yep. But I know that Manu Ginobili from oh, Argentina and Tony Jordan Parker player. from France huge. both said, seeing Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. seeing the Dream Team, it just made you say, hey, I love basketball mm-hmm. now. You know, which kind of brings me to my thing, you know, it's like, you know, in the 90s, the early 90s when the Bulls were starting to win, you know what I mean? I would, I'd never really been into sports. Okay. And I know you've got two older brothers. Yeah. Uh, me, I'm the oldest, so no. But, um, you know, I watching Jordan play is what really got me excited about mm-hmm. sports, excited mm-hmm. about basketball. It's the first sport that I liked, um, that I was able to watch on TV and enjoy seeing, you know, him do his thing yeah. and be pretty much his airness and uh that got me me and my dad going to the basketball court and shooting around and playing and so that's kind of what what got me into the sport or whatever you know because at the time i'm living in california as a military Mm -hmm. family and so i didn't really have quote unquote a home team although we're from san antonio um you know what i mean of course coming back changes all that and you you know you get on board but yeah yeah, i mean i i always credit his playing and those bulls with being like man who wasn't a bulls fan in the 90s you know what i mean yeah i mean what a perfect way though to uh for him to win his first title, it's against Magic, the right. king of the 80s. Yes. I mean, what better way to end that? I mean, you got to think that Magic was his benchmark. Mm-hmm. I mean, Magic had been to the finals in 1980, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 88, yeah. 89, and then he came back in 91. You got to think Michael had to have been like, I want to be this guy oh, that's yeah. been into the finals almost a whole decade. I think know? he says that, you know uh, – he considers Magic the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the know, best point guard. The best point yeah. guard, for sure. Yeah. With Isaiah number two. Right. And, you know, know. and so he still respects. There's still the respect. He respects, he respects his respects people's games. Yes. But as a sportsman, and I think that, too, that's another kind of recurring theme within the show is that, like, you just see how Jordan just cared about the sport. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's things you respect. You notice that, mm-hmm. too. Huh? Like, yes. Always. Always the handshake. Um, right. The bump. Something. Even after, before, after the game, it was always, you know, respect the game. Shake hands, say good game. Yeah, take your loss. Yeah. Like if you take mm-hmm. take your loss, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, hey, I, I he says, you know, I ate some hard losses to them, yeah. to the Pistons, mm-hmm. and I still went over there and congratulated. Yeah. It, it it probably fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't mean you don't play every any organized sports, but I know we played enough backyard ball to yeah, know it's when you lose. especially to a team that you know constantly <laughs> fouls you and throws you to the ground. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. look, those Pistons teams they were great, uh, but they did play a. <laughs> With the level of you know, dirty just dirty ball. I, I mean, you know, and I don't, I don't dislike it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I say this. I say, hey, put any one of these NBA teams now against oh, those man. guys, and they would be yeah, beat they would get up. Crushed. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. because those guys were. I mean, uh, I forget who says it earlier on in the doc. He says pretty much back then there really wasn't like there a lot of it. whistles, no. so it was just like you. No. If you can get away with it, go for it. You know what yeah. I mean? So. 
those some of those when you're up in the air and someone comes under your legs, I mean, you're coming down hard yeah. on hard wood. Yeah. You know what I and mean? And that's just a regular foul, Sam. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's not like a, a like a throw you out foul. That's a you know oh. You know, your time. first foul. <laughs> Big time, man. Uh, what else came to mind when you were watching oh, the documentary? Okay, so I, I kind of liked uh, the Nike deal. So, you know, apparently oh, yeah. he was like a big Adidas fan. Mm -hmm. uh, but his mom is the one that told him, hey, go check these guys out. And they got a pretty sweet thing. They were Now, mind you, at this time, Converse was the basketball shoe. Yes. Okay, they Magic Johnson, Larry Bird were the two biggest, and they wore Converse. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Nike was a small company. They were like, hey, Michael, try us out. You know, the Arrow Jordan comes out. They're opening to sell like like ten thousand, like in the ten thousands. Uh, the shoe ended up exploding. Yeah, becoming the bestseller that it is now. It's like every time a, a Nike shoe would come out, it was the hot thing to get. Absolutely, you had to get Nike uh, Jordans. I'm sorry, yeah, you had to get Jordans, and most of the time it became so fashionable that you didn't even wear them anymore. <laughs> you, you brought, the, you bought them, and then you. Uh, bring them up or you know, you, showcase them. You that's know? <laughs> that's my personal story because it's so, like I mean, how cool is it that you know Nike, a small uh, you know shoe you know small shoe company, and exploded because of one guy? And it just goes to show you, right? I mean, here they are now, probably the number yeah. one shoe company in yeah. the world. But you know, Michael Jordan is the guy that elevated them to that I level. Mean, the Jordan logo. I yeah, mean, oh, man, that's I mean, yeah. got to be one of the most recognizable logos. It's it's iconic. It's iconic. You know what I mean? I can remember, you know, in '93, my dad getting out of the military. I was coming back to mm -hmm. Texas. Uh, you know, he's going to get me something. He says, "What do you want?" I said, "I got to have a pair of Jordans." <laughs> you know I mean? So I got a pair of the. They're, I believe they're the sevens. Uh, exactly like you said. I didn't wear them enough that I outgrew them. <laughs> and uh, my goal was to always one day rebuy a pair. I own one pair of Jordans, and it's the pair I'm wearing right now, which are the number seven uh, that were re-released. Uh, they're white, and I'm mean, I love them to death. Yeah, just like yeah. I mean, it's so cool. They even yeah. come in a cool presentation box. I mean, you know what I mean. The mm -hmm. the little paper inside of it's got the little logo all over there. Yeah. You know what I mean. But how cool was it too to in the interview? See, they're going back. They're even talking to guys like you know Patrick Ewing, yeah. guys and other and right, right in the in the upper you know corner of their shirt, they've got the Jordan logo. You know, what yeah. I mean? guys yeah. from North Carolina, guys <laughs> that you know that. I mean, I don't know if he he you know they got to deal with him and they get that gear or whatever. He's taking right. care of his, you know, alma mater. But I mean, I'm just like, man, the man has literally made himself into, you know, a giant in the industry oh. and a giant in the yeah. business. You yeah. Know a I mean? Billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, right now we're going to take a quick little break. We're going to be right back and talk a little bit more about the last dance. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Again, like we always say, hopefully not too painful. Hear me ramble on a little bit. But uh, Double A, you got some other things you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, okay. So um, I've never really been a big fan of, of this particular person, but this doc made me respect him a whole lot. And I'm talking about Coach Phil Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when Doug Collins was running the team, it was just give it to Michael. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, that's probably why they lost so much. I mean, he had his highest scorings during Doug Collins, but sure. the team wasn't going anywhere. Right. Uh, Phil Jackson comes in, and you know what? Seeing the behind-the-scenes coaching techniques of 
how he told Michael, hey, we're going to run this triangle offense, but you are going to have to trust your teammates more. And I really didn't realize that about Phil Jackson, that he was uh, a team team team, you know. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really interesting how he incorporated his, you know, his beliefs. He's, you know, all about the Zen Buddha, mm-hmm. you know, the breathing techniques that he was trying to teach him, uh, you know, and they all, you know, bought into his uh, his philosophy. And um, it seems like Jordan really took to it. And, you know, it's like the like how he tells him uh, he gets mad at him mm-hmm. um, when he's like, hey, Paxson's been making the shots. Pass it to him. Yeah. Stop trying to go in there. Right. And Jordan goes, okay, let me try it one time. You know, he passes it. Paxton makes it. And then that's what the game I think Paxton has like about six three-pointers. Yeah. He's uh, tearing it up. Yeah. You know, and so I was like, man, you know, it kind of made me appreciate Phil Jackson's kind of coaching. I mean, again, you got Michael Jordan, probably the biggest personality in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And then you have Dennis Rodman later on coming. I mean, that's always a handful. He was only a really a good dude in Detroit. Yeah. After that, you know, that's when he started his old shit. He started that really with us. With us first, here in Santa, you know, yeah. so that kind of sucked, you know. Yeah. Um, so for him to handle that, for him to handle even Scotty, how mm-hmm. Scotty kind of uh benched himself, man, because yeah. he was pissed off that Phil Jackson didn't want him to take the last shot. He wanted Tony Kuko. Yeah, you know to take the shot, and you're like, "Wow, really, Scotty?" Like, yeah, yeah, man. That's like even Jordan, like in the doc goes, you know, he he's like, "Pitt knows better." Yeah, you know, he knows he better than that. You he know, did. he said they, he quit on them, and I love the story that they yeah. tell uh, that uh, Bill Cartwright, Bill Cartwright you know, yeah. pretty much took a yeah, moment. He and stood said, up in front, you know, in the locker room. And yeah. He's like, "Man, I can't believe he did that, Scotty." Doesn't Bill Cartwright always strike you as that kind of guy, yes. there, right? Like just yes. this like elder, the older, the, you know, yeah. your next door neighbor that's yeah. older, you know, your your uncle or something like that. They go like, "Damn, man, like I let uncle yeah. down, like like yeah. you know, you fucked up." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's exactly how I felt. Like so, but uh, man, I agree with you 100 percent too. You know, yeah. obviously me, I know the history with Phil. And of course, you know, the season, you know, when Jordan retires the next year, we win. And he says, you know, the Spurs should have an yeah, asterisk. Yeah. You no, know, like I said, don't get me wrong. I, like I said, I'm still not a big fan of this, but it respected me. I mean, it, it made me respect him just on how he got the Bulls to play how they were. Right. And I really do believe that philosophy is really what got them to start winning and become the dominant team they should have been in the late 80s you know instead of detroit so yeah i mean i couldn't agree with you more and you got to think about that when you're talking about someone that they call the greatest of all time Mm -hmm. you know the goat michael jordan Mm -hmm. you gotta when someone believes the way that he Mm -hmm. believes like i believe that jordan's passion for the game was unrivaled like yeah you if you did not think that you see that in this documentary come out he just did not like to lose he yeah you know some people were born for certain things you know uh DA, and that's what he was born. Yeah, to there's do. that great shot where he gets like really emotional, right? You know, about like how they talk about him being a bully, mm-hmm. you know, about how he's like, you know, if you don't want to win, then you shouldn't be on this team, right? But he, like he gets really emotional, like the tears start coming up because yeah. that's how passionate he is about that's how driven he is to win. It's like they said, like the card games, how you know, his card <laughs> game they're playing, you know, for like 10,000. And he went to up to the front where the guys were playing for like a dollar, five dollars. That's right. And they're like, yeah, and they're you're like, what do you want to play with this for? Because I want your money in my pocket. <laughs> the man just liked like competition. <laughs> yeah, he, just he just liked to, to win. win. And again, you know, I know they kind of 
they they touch on his gambling, mm -hmm. but I think that it, to him it was just again it was a challenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't anything to do with you no. know I, I like gambling for no. this crazy money. It's just I'm if you say and I've said this before because I consider myself to be a fairly competitive person. Mm -hmm. If you if we go to a sporting event, I don't know anything about it, but you're rooting for Team A and I'm rooting for Team B. Well, I'm Team B all the way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to be in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've seen me at sporting events. Yeah. No, it's like and it's like someone said too. It's like you know ten thousand dollars to Michael is like ten dollars for us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Of course, here, 10,000, exactly. you, know, yeah. you know? But um, no, but yeah, to, to kind of get back to the thing about Phil is like, you know, when you've got that type of man yeah. on your team, and yeah. again, a man that's that has not even been, you know, that's just in the basketball mm -hmm. world, but the rest of the world has mm -hmm. put this man on a pedestal. So he could have an ego, whatever. So for someone to rein that in, and 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 still yes. get him to follow yes. that takes that takes a yeah. lot too and, and of course i mean you touched on it uh briefly as well but the whole rodman thing i mean that guy yeah. in that heyday i mean he even says though he Ooh. says i knew that you had to give dennis some space mm -hmm. like that was his way of coaching that personality yeah. like hey yeah. let him go away for a little bit do his thing because otherwise it could implode you know what i mean you know i mean to dennis credit though they always said when it was game time he was on. Yeah. And it's like that Jordan, that story too of how they were trying to punish uh the running, mm -hmm. you know, for Dennis, or like they were trying to like <laughs> slow it down. Yeah. And Dennis ended up blowing them out. And he took Jordan said it took like four laps to finally catch up to him. You know, I was yeah. like, damn. Okay. I truly think that um exactly what we're saying, what we said earlier about how you realize that you're with Michael Jordan, you see this man's mm -hmm. passion and love for the game, and you're there and you're doing it too. Mm -hmm. And uh you're not on that level. You put you gotta say, I, I gotta get on this level or mm -hmm. I gotta get out of here. And I think that's what Dennis was doing. Is that when he yeah. when he got I think yeah. in front of Jordan, he just felt like I've gotta be better. Yeah, despite all my other bullshit. Because yeah. look, when he was with the Spurs, yeah, he did his rebounding thing, he did his defensive thing, but he wasn't really there. Mm -hmm. When he got to Chicago, that's when he started seeing Dennis Roman from Detroit. Right. You saw that Dennis Roman. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And with the higher basketball IQ at that point, oh, I'm sure. And then sure. plus you're alongside For Michael sure. and, mm -hmm. and uh and uh and it helps. That always elevates, Phil. you know. Yeah. When you got those two guys right beside <laughs> you, yeah. Uh, I, I think about the story they tell in the in the uh, in the doc about how you know Jordan and uh, Pippen had to go get him in Vegas. Yeah, and they just have him showing up the door. And I don't know about you, but my mind <laughs> the scene comes to me is Henry Hill in Goodfellas, and you know you've got Paulie, uh, yeah. you know uh, Paul Servino and and Robert De Niro there, you know Jimmy the Gent showing up and like. You got to go home. Yeah. You got to go home. Yeah. I was like, I just thought of that. It's like Carmen Electra goes, oh, my God, Michael Jordan is at the door. Yeah. It's like, geez, is this somebody at your damn door? And it's Jordan. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, but, um, yeah, so a lot of great things in the documentary. I mean, yeah. too, too, too much to get into in, in this amount of time that we're talking about. But we're, you know, we're here to tell you to watch it. One of the other touching things I saw is that they did get a little bit of time to talk to Steve Kerr. Um, yeah. Again, uh, Kerr played with the Spurs for a while. Uh, so I mean, went to rings with them or whatever. Head coach of Golden State too. Now. Yeah, head coach of Golden State. That part of his career, you know, again, I'm not too much of a fan of because I kind of feel like, well, could that team have won with any coach? How much of it was Kerr? But uh, he tells a really great story. They tell a little bit about his past. I didn't know that his father was a professor and an ambassador. Yeah. So like they, him and Michael's uh, father is kind of, you know, had their lives taken away. So right, right. So I think that's what they wanted to focus on on that one. So. Yeah, for sure. And I think they even asked him, did they ever talk about that together? And they didn't. But yeah, he was, uh, 
you know, a both shot as well. So, I mean, it's kind of striking to hear such similarities, but then never have a conversation about it. But I I do like that how Kerr said, you know, he basically did have to eventually stand up to Jordan in order to gain his respect. And then that's it, which is probably what he wanted the whole time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like Jordan probably wants to see these guys get fired up. Yeah, because it's like he said, when you're playing a team like the Knicks, the Knicks team during the 90s were very physical. Mm -hmm. Okay. They were probably the biggest roadblocks to the Bulls. And they played physical. And Jordan is like, man, if you want to get past these guys, you got to be physical too. So that was always his mentality. Detroit got into a set where you have to be strong mentally and physically. Absolutely. They talk about how he started yeah. to lift weights, things yeah. that he hadn't really done before. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, a lot of the Michael Jordan mythology is well known. You know what I mean? And, yeah. But this this documentary does a great job of going deeper, giving mm-hmm. you more. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, and again, like I said, a non-sports fan, I think, could watch it and enjoy it wholeheartedly because it's just – that damn good. And it's what does it have? A key element that you know I love to play a great story. Mm-hmm. Because really, if you look at Michael Jordan's career with the Bulls, even from what you said, beating his rival in the beginning, yeah. his first ring against Magic, yeah. you know what I mean? His first three titles, he has his dad there. Then his dad's mm-hmm. life is taken away. You know, pretty much he goes back to a boyhood dream and essentially, you know, playing baseball, but essentially being nobody in the baseball yeah. world. Yeah. You know I mean, the, the icon of icons. Yes, she's drawing the crowds, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just not, not the same. Yeah. yeah. Then he comes back and, you know, he wears a different number. And, and then, yeah. you know, he gets, you know, and I just love how many times they insert when somebody doubted him, he overcame his detractors. I yep. mean, you know, we, we say here, to you know, they, they talk about a moment there where he they talk about how Jordan was going to get involved. They wanted him to get involved backing a, a political figure. Oh, I think yeah. the, the gentleman yeah. was running for the governor, I think, or something yes. like that of North Carolina. And Jordan didn't want to get involved no. because he was like, I'm here to play basketball. I'm a basketball player. Like that's what I do. You know what I mean? And and because of that, you know, that that guy lost. Uh, you know, even President Obama comes out in the documentary, has some, you know, uh, mainly excellent things to say, but he does talk about at that moment, maybe yeah. Jordan would have swayed, yeah. you know what I mean, the, the votes. Uh, I believe he would have too. And they did say the guy that, that did win was kind of a known racist. Yeah, and a known, racist. Yeah. You know, pretty much a, a vile figure, you know what I mean? So it's like, damn, you know, here Jordan had an opportunity to kind of topple evil, but Again, we don't know what the outcome would have been. You know, no, the, we don't. The I constituents mean, would have. It could. They could have still voted the same way. It could have been like, well, we don't care about this guy. It's about who goes out to vote. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm with Jordan too. I'm like, you know, I'm, no, I'm not here for politics. I'm sorry. Right. I'm here to play basketball. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know, I know the ugly comment that comes out that Republicans wear Jordans yeah, too. They buy sneakers too. They buy sneakers too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, I mean, it's. Like he said, it's kind of taken out of context or whatever, you know what I mean? But it's not yeah. it's not necessarily a bad thing either because, you know, hey, when you're in that situation, anything that you say, you're going to alienate one yeah. half of your Always. audience. You know Always. I mean? But, um, you know, just, again, more interesting things that you know. I know I didn't know that. So I just thought, I was like, wow, this is just really, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, he only cared about that one thing. I really feel as though, you know, Michael lived and embodied that and, uh, you know, um, to kind of close things out here, getting towards the end of the episode here, double A, like, you know, in that last uh, episode, a couple of things, last two episodes, a couple of things come out. Um, you know what I mean? That, you know, makes me think about our own show here. You know what I mean? You know, Jordan says, you know, whatever it takes, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Something that we, yeah. you know, have, you know, indoctrinated, you know, into what we're trying to do here yeah. with this show. And we say to each other and, you know, now we let our listeners know, Hey, you know, when it comes to what you're trying to do, you know, whatever it takes. And that's what Jordan says. He's playing piano. They've yeah. already won their sixth yeah. title. You know what I mean? And so you're like, it's pretty cool. Um, 
another thing is, is obviously, you know, they do a little episode earlier on that kind of focuses on Rodman, you know, mm-hmm. and his career mm-hmm. coming up and his time with Detroit. And yeah. they briefly, you know, glance over San Antonio. And, yeah. And then yeah. he's there at Chicago. Um, but they don't mention any of the stuff that me and you know about Rodman, Rodzilla and <laughs> yeah. his WCW yeah. wrestling days. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I tied the timelines together in my mind until I re-saw this. And it's like all that was happening during the yeah, finals. Yeah, because like um, they really don't give too much shit to Carmelo because he was there too. Yeah. And yeah, that was like the whole thing. It was like you watch Monday to see what these guys are doing. And then the next day they're playing a game with each other and they're guarding each other. And, and they <laughs> make reference to WCW like almost the whole series, you know. Yeah. And they're even like fighting and wrestling. In that matchup too, exactly uh, on the court. So it's like, damn. I mean, that was so insane, right? I'm like, here we're watching the Last Dance, the biggest documentary probably in the world right now, and it's like, I mean, everyone's starving for sports, and this comes out, and in their last, their last episode, something that me and you were huge fans of, what who shows up, professional wrestling, and Hulk Hogan, and you're like. Oh damn! I forgot that NWO stuff was yeah, right then, was there, and it's like, yeah. and I remember thinking to myself, I was like, "Wait, that was during the finals." Yeah. I was like, "Holy shit!" It sure was. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine being on that team and then people are like, "You know, Rodman's over on yeah. TV right now." Yeah. You're like wrestling. You're like, "What in the hell?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so totally crazy, but just funny, right? How worlds collide, yeah. and it's like they you sure know, did. the yeah. world of you know professional. Sports, professional yeah. wrestling, you know what I mean? Come together and then you're on that big stage mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, what an amazing moment. But <laughs> um, yeah, and then to kind of close things out, I mean, again, like I said, for me, you know, we've been doing this podcast now and this is our 11th episode, yes. uh, but we've touched on a couple of topics, right? We hadn't talked about sports yet. This is our first sports yeah. episode, but we know um, music, you know, wrestling, things mm-hmm. like that. Like I said, you know, even our, our, one of our two mantras, you know, whatever it takes, these things kind of came out all in they this did. documentary yes. right down to our episode, two episodes ago about music. Yeah. They closed the episode out beautifully with a song from Pearl Jam, present tense. Mm-hmm. What did you think? How did you feel about it? I thought it was good. I thought it was a really good closing song. So, I'll, you know, uh, it was good. Yeah, I mean, I just was the same thing. I said, wow. I mean, uh, the lyrics that song mm-hmm. are so perfect. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing that articles were coming out right afterwards. They said there couldn't have been a better way. Yeah. Jordan in front of the big window facing the water. Um, you know, maybe a tough guy and a bully. And, of course, the greatest of all time. But at the same time, too, dealt with great loss as well. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. uh, his father, who was his pretty much everything that, you know, he looked up to in sports, mm-hmm. stripped away from him at the height of his career. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We all agree he probably would have had eight, you know what I mean? Oh, he would have won those yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, I would have loved to have seen him against Olajuwon somewhere yeah. in that somewhere. stage. Yeah. So we all got cheated from something yeah. as, as sports yeah. fans and, and things like that. But um, um, I mean, for me, that's, those are my final thoughts on it. Double A, what are your final thoughts? on Just it? that, you know, again, just to re- uh, reiterate that he was just uh, probably the greatest winner, um, passion, sportsmanship, I mean, you can call him a bully if you want. I, I don't call him mm-hmm. that. I think it was just trying to elevate his team. So uh, it made me respect the man even more. Um, and it made me miss that kind of basketball. Yeah. So that's wow. what I took away from that. Absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. I, I echo your thoughts almost 100%. Um, you know, but um, – I have really nothing more to add on the subject other than that. I agree with you. I miss that type of basketball, that type of sports. Um, But I will say this. Let's close it with a question. Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time? Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, and I'll answer the same. I agree yeah. as well. Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time mm-hmm. and one of the greatest sports figures of all time, right up there yeah. with Ali. Yeah. Um, when you think of boxing. You Someone think of, that's just bigger than the sport itself. Yeah. yeah. Someone any age and you don't, they don't know yeah. basketball. You say, name me, name me a basketball mm-hmm. player. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that is the right, I think the right answer if there's yeah. if there is meant to be one. Yeah. But um for uh myself, CM Chuck, and uh Unbreakable Adam. This has been just another Friday night. And to all of our Friday night faithful, we want to remind you when it comes to your hopes and dreams, always seize the day and to get there, do whatever it takes.